I don't know if you ever thought, but uh, so much I'm thinking. Uh, usually in the Christmas time, Christmas season, it's uh, like all the time, somewhere in the world, Jesus is worshipped because we are sleeping, but somewhere in the uh, United States, someone is worshipping. <laughs> if we are sleeping, someone in Australia is worshipping him, and it's like never-ending. He is worshipped. That is how earth is done. It's spinning, and he is worshipping, and he is proclaimed the best news. And we are the part of it. Have you ever thought about that? I'm thinking I am part of this. these people who are, who are um, uh, chosen. Mm. This is, a, you are a winner forever. Today it's not going to be a very traditional Christmas uh, sermon. But I believe in my heart what I'm... I, I what I got uh, I'm gonna speak uh, I could of course uh, um, do some story but I want a word of God we need a word of God from from the heavens and we accept the word of God because he knows what we need and then he speaks he is our shepherd of our lives of our hearts and he gives a message for the for the, his servants thoughts and we're looking at these people and that's how we you know maneuver our lives uh, let's open john third uh, so let's gonna read um john 3 179. Now there was a man of the Pharisees named Nicodemus, a ruler of the Jews. This man came to Jesus by night and said to him, Rabbi, Rabbi, we know that you are a teacher came who came from God. For no one can do these th signs that you do unless God is with him. And Jesus answered to him, Truly, truly, I say to you, unless one is born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. Nicodemus said to him, How can a man be born when he is old? Can he enter a second time into his mother's womb and be born? Jesus answered, Truly, truly, I say to you, unless one is born of water and spirit, he cannot enter the kingdom of God. That which is born of the flesh is flesh, and that which is born of the spirit is spirit. Do not marvel that I said to you, You must be born again. Nicodemus said to him, 9 verse 9 how can these things be and then from 14 and as moses lifted up the serpent in the wilderness so must the son of man be lifted up that whoever believes in him say it that whoever believes in him who believes in him may have eternal life and not perish for god so loved the world that he gave his only son that whoever believes in him should not perish but have eternal life for God did not send His Son into the world to condemn the world, but in order that 
the world might be saved through him. Whoever believes in him is not condemned, but whoever does not believe is condemned already, because he has not believed in the name of the only Son of God. And this is the judgment. The light has come to the world, and people love the darkness rather than the light, because their works were evil. For everyone who does wicked things hates the light and does not come to the light lest this work should be exposed, but whoever does what is true comes to the light, so that it may be clearly seen that his works have been carried out in God. And through a few more verses from, and then I'm going to speak, Romans 3, Roma, Romans 3, 22-26 verses. The righteousness of God through faith is Jesus Christ for all who believe. For there is no distinction for all who have sinned and fall short of glory of God. Let's say, all have sinned. Me too. Just say it, me too, I have sinned. And you're thinking, but Vilma, I'm not so bad as him. But God says, you have sinned as well and are justified by his grace as a gift through the redemption that is in Jesus Christ, whom God put forward as a propitiation by His blood to be received by faith. This was to show God's righteousness because in His divine forbearance He had passed over former sins. It was to show His righteousness at the present time so that He might be just and the, just, uh, and he justifier, the justifier of the one who has faith in Jesus. Now Romans 4, 7, 8, just say, blessed, blessed, blessed are those whose lawless deeds are forgiven and whose sins are covered. Blessed is the man against whom the Lord will not count his sin. Just few verses from the scriptures. If you're going to read the Bible, you're going to hear now again and again, whoever will believe, whoever will believe, if you believe, if you just believe. And here Nicodemus comes. He was a Pharisee and at the time. He was very like respected uh, teacher of the faith. And he comes and he noticed something that Jesus is different. Just different. And Nicodemus sees something is different with Jesus. It is not just ordinary teacher who came. And Nicodemus his reputation was high and he couldn't ruin it, so he had to come at night to Jesus. And he says, what to do? What do I do? What do I do? I'm sure he didn't expect Jesus to answer, you will need to be born again. <laughs> if someone would tell you, what do you mean be born again? Probably you will just think, you know, the same. How do I... Yeah, <laughs> but, but be born again. And Nicodemus thought, like, what is that? And Jesus says, you're thinking about the flesh. Because you see, man is a soul who lives in the body and has a spirit. Uh, and now I'm talking about uh, your spirit and about your soul, not about your body who, which will die. And I'm talking about your soul. Because of your sins, the soul is dead to God. Because if you sin, Bible says, if you're not holy, you cannot come to the holy God. And Romans says, everybody sinned. 
once sin separates a person from God, uh, there is no person who did only one sin. Uh, well, we sinned much more, and we all sinned. And it says, your spirit is dead for God and dead forever. You understand, Nicodemus? You can do all these religious um, sermons and uh, all these religious prayers. You can do it forever. And you can think that this will wash you, this will set you free. But this will not happen. For God, you will still be dead with all this religious stuff. You cannot um, delete the sin by doing something. And Jesus says, I am the one who will go on the cross. He's talking about being born again. The spirits need to be born. How the spirit could be born? What what will happen so my spirit is born again? And then Jesus reminded him about the snake um, risen by Moses and the death was stopped by, uh, by that back then. And then Jesus says, I will be raised on that cross and I will be that um, price for your sins if you will believe. If you will believe, uh, if you will believe, um, you will be saved. If you will believe, you will be saved. It's not if you're going to pray right prayers or if you're going to come to church and um, you're going to try to be very good. But it's, it says, if you will believe, if you will believe my resurrection, you will see me lifted up. I will be the same lifted as that snake was back then. If you will believe my sacrifice, you will be saved. This is a gift of grace. Um, salvation is a gift of grace for everyone who will believe. The gift is given to everyone, but only who will believe will receive it. It's not like this one will receive the gift, this not, and so on. No, it was given, this gift, to everyone. He took our place and he said, this gift is there. He, everyone can come and take, but whoever will believe, whoever will come and take the gift, he will taste real life, which I conquered on the cross. Um, uh, he will receive life, uh, yeah, which was received on the cross. And that's where I want to stop a bit. What kind of faith? What really Jesus meant by saying, if you will believe, if you will believe. And I will talk about what is the difference between evil faith. Do you know that uh, demons, they believe as well? Have you read that in the Bible? It says demons, they believe too. And they are scared. They're shaking, scared. And they will never be saved. But we will look at the faith that demons believe, and we will look at the faith which apostles, Jesus' mm, uh, disciples believed. He was walking as example, and they were uh, com coming after him and as an example, and we have to look for answers just in the Bible. And all these pioneers, we have to look at them. They showed us a way. So we today can hear, if you will believe, if you will believe, 
and this it seems like oh if you're gonna say that prayer you know if you're gonna pray that prayer if you're gonna believe in your heart and will proclaim with your lips it seems like if you're gonna just say it that's it you're saved uh, don't you like think that way sometimes and I can hear like people sometimes say oh I am born again you know when I was 15 I was born again but now I'm 30 so I started to walk with Jesus and I'm, I'm thinking what do you mean you were born again and he's like I prayed that sinner's prayer especially in charismatic movements Baptists are a bit different Baptists will not probably say that but for me I was uh, uh, born again at home, not in the church. I found New Testament. I didn't uh, go to any church. First church I went to was Baptist church. Second one was Charismatic church. And now as I remember, God, you just had this all planned so nicely because everyone is somehow um, uh, not right. And of course, they have right things. But when when you see widely the Word of God, not through some kind of lens who made like yeah denominations, but if you see widely, you will see everything fits to the right places. Uh, sometimes we think you know uh, we don't see the same, but actually we do. We have to just look the right way. And we're going to read about that faith. It's not talking about that, that kind of cheap, um, like that little prayer you say. And you, we say Catholics, they talk, talk these prayers. But actually Protestants do the same. But in a different way. We are like modernized more, not repeating that same prayers. But if you said something with your mouth, it does not really mean anything. It might mean nothing. But in Roma says, who will believe in their hearts? This is very deep, very holy, very mir miraculous moment. When something happens in your heart, eyes of the heart opens. When the heart turns, heart starts understanding that I am the sinner which Bible talks about. I am. I sinned against you, God. I am the one who actually crucified that Christ on that cross. It's not like someone did it. I did it and I understand it in my heart. And if I will die today, I understand that I'll go to the to hell because I know that I have sins, sinned. And that's how you uh, perceive it with your inside, yeah, with the heart, yeah. And we don't have the full understanding. As we walk with God, we see it more clearly. But that start, that start starts in the heart, where where you think like, I was listening, 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 listening since 15 years old. But you really were not born again. You just said that prayer. And actually, of course, you stayed at the church. You listened, listened. And one day, it, it just hit you. And we're walking, walking to that church, whoever, who had this. But people have this. 
you were just walking, walking to that church, and suddenly something happened, and you started to see differently. So don't be fooled. This prayer which you say just mechanically, and don't say it to other people. If you're going to pray that prayer, you know, this and this, you are really saved. I don't know if you are saved because I cannot see your heart. Only God sees the heart. I don't know what is in your heart. I cannot say, in fact, you believe. God sees the heart. And if really it happened inside of you and that twist and that um, just changed, that is the start. I'm not saying the walk. I'm saying that what happens. And a few symptoms, I'll tell you. few symptoms. A really born-again person, he has these, you know, changes. If that moment happened in the heart, that spirit was born again. Uh, I'll say three symptoms. You start to really be thirsty for God, and you really thirsty to know God. Uh, sometimes you're listening, listening, it's interesting. Sometimes you come to church, it's interesting. Friends are there, you know. Oh, uh, wife will be angry if I'm not going. So so many motives. Oh, that is quite nice there. You know, he, they speak okay. So it's a good um, spending time on Sunday. And you kind of agree and agree. God is fine, fine. Yeah, everything is fine with that. But when the Spirit is born again, when you are born from the Spirit, you have the eyes open and you start being thirsty for Him. Sometimes you, uh, before you listened about Him, but now you want to know Him. You can you start reading the Bible, asking questions. You, you start being this baby, you know. When the baby is born in the Spirit, He wants food, and that food is God Himself. You could lift in in the church from your birth, but don't be fooled. You could uh, you could stand in the carriage uh, uh, from the morning to the evening, and you're not a car still. So don't be fooled. You know I'm a Christian. Why are you a Christian? I'm going to the church uh, um, with my family. Well, so what? You're not a Christian. I'm going to church with my parents every week and I'm saved. Well, the Bible doesn't say so. It doesn't. It's good that you are coming to church. It's very good. But you can be actually fooled that because of your actions, you are saved, born again. Oh, sorry, born again. You can you can wake up one morning and you, you could think, I had never been... Mm, I have never experienced, uh, never mm, surrendered, never said yes, really. So when actually a person is born again, he is thirsty to know God and to mm, read His Word. That first thing happened to me. It happened to me when I was born again. I was like, what is that God? I want to know that God. I want to listen about that God, read about the, Him. And second, second, like symptom or sign, you start being sensitive to a sin and to fleshly desires. Like before, you used to, you know, swear and nothing. Like, yeah, you just 
it's not like particular sin, but you feel like you just say the swear word and now you just it, it just hits you. It hits you because you know. You know, it's, it's just you shouldn't. It's, it's just you become, became sensitive to God and it doesn't matter. You actually care how you live and you start fighting that the darkness. You care how you live. You care what you say because you start walking to the light and you want to be pure and you want to be holy and that thirst for that, for all these things, not like fleshly desires anymore. And this is the spirit, uh, the sign of the spirit, result of the spirit in you, God's, God's spirit. And you can actually now experience that because of Jesus' mm, mm, crucifixion. Yeah. And then third symptom, you start to want to live for God. You're like, I don't want to live for myself anymore, but I want to live for God now. Do it for Him. And these three symptoms or signs are kind of, you can see them in yourself. Sometimes you you might be a bit, you know, a bit lukewarm, you know, be careful. But if you are born again, you will know that these, uh, these things happened in, in your life. Let's see that difference now. Uh, uh, James, James now, um, James 2, 18 to 23 uh, verses. Before, I, before reading, I'll say, every teacher of the Bible, if there would be no James, a letter for James, like if there wouldn't be that verse, you know, why he is blind? Because his parents sinned or he sinned? And actually, Jesus said, the reason is none, because he is blind, because, because my glory needs to be proclaimed. And sometimes we think, oh, if something happened to him, he's sick, he probably sinned. Because of his sins, he's sick. So better don't say anything because you don't know why someone has some kind of um, illness or um, sickness. And uh, and James as well, the same. He just m mixed up all, all the religious thoughts, all the uh, religiosity, if I could say. James. But if, you know, we have the wrong image without a letter to James, we would have the wrong image like, oh, if you just, you know, uh, say with your lips, that's it, then you're saved. But it's not that. And James, he messed, messed that lie, uh, messed it up. And when you read James after Romans, you switch on your brain, you bow, bow down, you open your heart to God, and you say, God, please explain. I understand. I understand the Bible is not, um, you know, confused. It's, uh, um, it's not saying yes and no. <laughs> but please, God, yeah, just explain to me. Yeah, so, so for me, 
James, uh, letter to James really helped to understand. James 2, 18, 23. But someone will say, you have faith and I have works. Show me your faith apart from your works and I will show you my faith by my works. You believe that God is one, you do well. Even the demons believe and shudder. Do you want to be shown, you foolish person, that faith apart from works is useless? Was not Abraham our father justified by works when he offered up his son Isaac on the altar? You see that faith was active along with his works, and faith was completed by his works, and the scripture was fulfilled that say, Abraham believed God, and it was counted to him as a righteousness, and he was called a friend of God. And the verse 26 is now, For as the body apart from the spirit is dead, so also faith apart from works is dead. Three things which demons will never do. Will never do. And these few things which uh, apostles did. And you will see that main difference. The the faith, uh, demonic faith and God, godly faith. First, demons would never, never, never uh, um, be humble. They would never be humble and say, I am not right and you are right. I sinned and you are right. Demons will not, never say it. James 4, uh, 6, 8. One second. So, but the, but he gives more grace. Therefore, it says, God opposes the proud, but gives grace to the humble. Submit yourself, therefore, to God. Resist the evil, and he will free from you. Draw near to God, and he will draw near to you. Cleanse your hands, you sinners, and purify your hearts, you double-minded. It says that we are saved by grace uh, through faith. And you cannot work for grace. You have to be humble and accept grace. Uh, the grace is not uh, given for your works. It's a gift from God. And the first step to, to walk that walk is to humble yourself and say, I am not God, you are God. I am a sinner, you right. I am guilty, you, you are not. And if you're not going to give me that grace, I will be dead forever. I cannot change anything. I cannot do anything. And devil will never do that. He will not. And how, it doesn't matter how sad people are listening about God, hearing about Him, but they are not actually coming to the place and saying, Oh God, I have sinned. I need you. I am that person separated from you. I need your help. And the, his followers, they did that. Followers, his apostles, they saw him and they understood that they are sinners. Peter says, I am so dirty. Don't come close. I'm a sinner. I'm a dirty person. I'm filthy. 
I need, I need to be saved. I need to be saved. And they all said, me too, me too, me too. I am sinned. I have sinned against you. Me, me. And second uh, moment. Devil would never give his life to Jesus. His will. He will never give, give to God his will. He will never come to that place where in his heart he will decide, I am not in control, but you are. I'm not Lord, but you are. This is very important moment. Don't be fooled again. Don't be lied to you. In Matthew, not one verse, but many. Some of them, they're scary, sad, scary. But when you understand the actual meaning, it's it's it gives you sobriety and saves you from evil. It's not scary. Matthew 10, 28, 29. Whoever, sorry, I'm wrong verses I have. Matthew 10, 38, 39. I'm not going to read that, sorry, wrong verses. So this, these verses are talking about um, setting you free. And if you come to the church in Easter and Christmas, you know, sometimes whenever you want, it's not talking about that. If people are coming whenever, you know, there's a celebration, I'm, I'm very suspicious. If a person really starts believing about that faith which Jesus spoke about, he is actually burning for him. He wants to know him and live another life, different life. He says, I'm born again. Well, if a person says, I'm born again, he's living the same way as he did, and he sometimes comes and reads sometimes, well, this is not the sign of being born again. We are watching his disciples. We are watching his disciples, That uh, those 12 and plus. When they believed that the, this is the Lamb uh, which forgives sins of the world, they understood that this is me. I am that sinner which this Lamb forgives. And I'm like, thank you for your grace. Thank you for your forgiveness. And I'm going to worship you. And then second step, what happens? They leave their boats because most of them were they were um, fishermen, and they started following him. And you're gonna think, oh, I'm gonna now change my job and just uh, follow Jesus. Well, for them, for some of us, yes, I had to leave my work, but most of us, it's not that uh, directly. This is the, this is like. Uh, um, that following is like you understand what you have to give up and what you have to do to follow. It's voluntary, you know. Jesus never said, oh, I'm going to now, you know, you're going to be dead if you're not going to do this or that. It's not, he never scared them. They understood and we understand that my life is no longer my life. My life is for Him. He gave it all for me. So now I want give, to give it all for Him. It's this exchange happening. You know how people, 
Sometimes people say, God, I'm, I'm going to give you my sins and have them, just give them, because I don't need my sins. Bible says it very well, I agree, my sins, I don't need them, and the rest I will just keep. And you know, Jesus, one more thing, I would like you to answer some of my players, please. I have some requests. Of course, I can give some money on Sunday, yeah, because I, I need uh, some breakthrough in my business, for example. And these are demonic teachings. These are very demonic stuff. This has nothing to do with being born again, which Jesus speaks about. You know, how first um, disciples lived, that's how the last disciples will live. If you want to walk that walk, you have to make a step. Don't uh, make things which does not exist. My life is no longer my life. Jesus is yours. You remember Paul, who was Saul before, when he met Jesus, he understood, that's it. My life does not belong to me. And his, he used to be Saul, and then he became Paul. Paul becomes, Paul means humble. And it means uh, my son is Paul. I, I put the name because I knew what is the meaning. Paul gives his life humbly to Jesus. And he says, I'm not the Lord anymore, but you are. I'm not going to be on the throne, but your, you will be. And not my will be done, but your will be done. I'm putting my heart, neck uh, in front of you. It's not easy, but there is this motive. There is um, this, yeah, your, your heart just wants to be humble. And in Matthew 7, it says, many people will come and will say, oh God, you know, did you did you not remember our religious uh, things which we done and Jesus will say go away from me I don't know you Jesus will say we did not we were not connected you never surrendered I don't know you you don't know me we did not have any relationship that deep connection we never had Jesus will say where you accepted my life and uh, you gave away your life and from that day you teach me how to follow your ways, not my ways. And Christianity is a narrow road. However, we would like to be very wide. But if person gives his life to Jesus, to God, he is safe. This person is safe. That person is not perfect. Let's understand correctly. Disciples of Jesus, we are reading, they had made so many mistakes. Really, we are reading, especially Peter, he was on the edge, like in many situations, but all of them, they were humans, and they are humans. But the, that understanding and that uh, decision and all the life, it was very different from all the other. And so many people were running, uh, running, uh, uh, to Jesus. They wanted miracles, they wanted healing, they wanted to listen, they wanted to... They were curious. But not many said, I am the sinner. Jesus, I believe that you died on that cross for me, and I am that sinner who needs your mm, cr uh, cr uh, sacrifice. And that next moment, I give my life to you, and not me 
live any longer but you. And the last one, devil will never uh, say that God's word is an authority. It will never be an authority for devil, never. He would never be devil if he would. But mm, apostles, disciples, they wrote his Jesus' words. They listened to what he said and then they wrote it down physically. But now we cannot hear physically because he's not here physically. But we have words which he said and we can read. It's not only to read, but actually become one with these words and build our life, all of our life on that word. Person who is saved, he is born again. And the word of heart, God for him is authority, the main authority. Everything would be around the word of God. All the uh, decisions, all the conclusions will be around the word of God standards, what is good, what is bad, it will be from the Word of God, because it's there. And when I can see and read that my life is not really going well according to the Bible, and I, I don't start to change the Bible so it would fit me, but I start to fitting my life towards the Word of God. And God is leading me to holiness, to purity, there where only He can take me. But you and me, we have to make God's Word, Bible, our authority. I will agree with you if you believe the Word of God, you declare it's the truth. So today, Gospel is sounding differently from my lips. It's not that cheap anymore. And today I'm not really encouraging quickly quickly say that prayer to people oh he said it that's it he saved and after three weeks oh my goodness few days really that person doesn't even want to hear about God he's just angry and the word of God is for him yeah makes him angry let's not push anyone to pray the prayer. Just let's proclaim good news and leave everything else for God. Sometimes you can see this person is ready, is ready to actually be humble and say, you are Lord. And that's when that moment is a good moment to see, let's pray the prayer. But don't push anyone, be sensitive, be sensible. Uh, we're just showing where to go, and the Spirit is leading everyone. Let's be very sensitive when this moment happens to people around us. You know, sometimes these people who are not born again, these prayers can be like a vaccination against Christ. People vaccinating against something so that some kind of sickness would not happen. So this vaccination already uh, sets start that uh, wrong wrong image and when they hear the right image and they fight it and I'm very sorry yes before I did um, uh, did have the um, talking about God only from Romans uh, and it's not the gospel the gospel is exchange he gives everything he gave everything to us 
and now we have to give up our lives for him fully. It's not my life anymore. Wherever you will lead me, I will go. If you, God, will say this is wrong, I'll say this is wrong. If you will say don't touch this, I will not touch this. This life, my life is not my life anymore. And that's how we move. We stumble, we fall, we stand up again. Not everybody is walking, you know, perfect, perfectly. But how much you will stumble, you fall, you will stand up. You will stand up. I do not belong to uh, to devil. I belong to to the Lord Jesus Christ and the Holy Spirit. Please help me. As I told you, it was not a traditional Christmas uh, sermon. But I believe that this is very important news for us. Very important. Uh, whoever came here first time and who can who can hear about Jesus, maybe you heard before. And we will have today to give our life to Jesus if this is your moment. But before you do that, just think deeply. Think deeply. Lord, Father, I give you thanks. And today we're going to have the Lord's Supper, bread and, and, and drink. And that moment is very holy. I know it's holy. I know this is... <laughs> they don't have the holiness in them, these things. But that moment is holy. That action which I do, which I proclaim. You, my life is your life, Jesus. I breathe you. You are my breath. You are my water. You are my bread. You are my food. You are all everything to me. I do, do not belong to myself anymore. You are all to me.